0: Ah, here we go.
1: Got it to work. All right, let's do this. Let's jump right in, Megan, and talk about what's been going on.
0: All right. Let me put my phone on. Do not disturb. I'm getting distracted.
1: <laughs> that's just totally, it's such a good uh, way to jump into things. I think that's, that's really indicative of a lot, a lot of our lives, right? Is that we have all these things that kind of are, are totally dragging for our, asking for our time, asking for our attention.
0: 1,000%, especially, too, when a lot of us do a job, a career that is, what's the word, like focused around networking and marketing, your phone never goes off,
1: never stops yeah. going off. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's dive in. So last time we, we were talking, right, you were in the midst of, you, you, you had actually come on with Sherman
0: Yes. Talk about how you
1: were leaving um, your corporate gig and going all in at Monet. And so I want to talk a little about that because you made some serious life moves about that. So you want to kind of just catch the audience up on what's going on?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's see. It's been about two years since we've even had a podcast episode. You and I were talking about it. The last one was Your Why was the, was the episode. And I think it's kind of funny, not that I really remember all of that episode, Um, I'll definitely have to look back and listen to it because it's been two years. But I feel like that is very interesting that the last episode was your why. And then I made all of these huge changes Mm -hmm. um, to chase, you know, ultimately my my why, my reason, my purpose. Um, So let's see what's changed in the last two years. So we went from working together in a corporate space to me leaving to go to another corporate environment thinking that that was the answer um mm-hmm. and ultimately you know COVID affected everyone right but what it really did for me was rather than it kind of be a stressor it really was the eye-opener that I needed to realize that I didn't want to work in a corporate space anymore and you know w- pumping out that nine to five, having somebody dictate my schedule just was not it for me anymore. And so in April of 2020, if we, I, if we want to get really specific, specific, it was April 7th, 2020 at 3 PM, wow. I called my boss and was like, Hey, are you sitting down? Um, cause I need to talk to you and ultimately put in my resignation right then and there. Um, and yeah, and I will tell you guys, which we'll probably get into in further detail, but this really was not premeditated as much as a lot of people think. Um, m- when I had left my the, the first corporate role, where you and I both worked in the same environment, that was definitely premeditated, you know, because I was looking for another position, had to put in my two weeks, all of that. And this was really just spur of the moment in a sense. It, it kind of was emotionally driven because I was so stressed out and just working in my apartment and just not liking it, not liking the lockdown and just, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just decided that, you know, it was time to make the move. But since then, um, been working now for myself, partnering with Monate for, Over a year and a half now, full time, because obviously we we talked about this before on some podcasts. But, you know, I was doing that part time while working in corporate and then, you know, the wedding coordinating as well. Um, But I've been doing that for over a year and a half now, full time. It's been quite a journey. And that journey has led me now completely out of Texas. And I am in Destin, Florida.
1: And that's amazing. So what do you love about Destin?
0: What do I love about it? Well, Mm -hmm. number one, right now, I'm staring at the ocean as we speak. Um, (laughs) That was the seller. And it's really, I think, a lot of people ask me, do I miss city life? You know, and when I tell people that I moved from Houston to Destin, they're like, oh God, like that's so, that's such a drastic change. And I think, that's why I like it. Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: love the slower pace. I love um, I just feel like in Houston, I had Houston had ran its course for me. I was there Mm -hmm. for seven years. And it wasn't until I went back to visit Houston for about two weeks, where I realized like, I had almost outgrown it. There was a yeah. second where I was like, oh, maybe I should come back to Houston. I just love <laughs> it. But then I realized I was doing I was doing the same things that I had been doing for seven years. And it was time to get out of that rut. You know, it was yeah. it was, you know, me being twenty-nine years old, being a millennial, unmarried, <laughs> no kids. It was yeah. nightlife, you know, going yeah. out doing the same thing, seeing the same peoples, going to the same places, um, wanting to be quote-unquote seen or, you mm-hmm. know. And that just wasn't a place that I was at anymore. It's not where I'm at anymore. And now I feel like moving to the beach, It's with the slower pace, it's given me the ability to really do a lot more of that inner work, the personal development. Um, I feel like I've grown a lot since I moved here. I moved here in May of 2021, Um, literally May 1st was when I moved in. Um, But yeah, and that's what I love um, is that I get to stare at the beach, that it's slow paced, that I can literally walk outside and walk, you know, like less than a thousand yards and I'm
1: on the white (laughs)
0: sandy beaches. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's the selling point for me. Um, And I feel like it's really allowed me to branch out I've noticed for myself. I mean, now I work out five days a week, not something I was doing in Houston before <laughs> mm-hmm. I work out five days a week, even on the days when I don't want to work out. I still find myself in the bar studio. Um, I now, which is an announcement, I guess for you too, I didn't tell you this, but I'm also going to be working, um, the front desk at the pure bar studio now cool. uh, because I'm there so much. Um, as a team, as a community, they were like, you're already one of us. We want to integrate you even more so. Um, and you know, who knows? The the next step later down the line might be I become a pure bar instructor. Who knows? Um Ooh, but that'd be cool. yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at, kind of rambling. But
1: <laughs> well, no, no, I love that. So so I love that fluidity there, right? So I, you know sometimes I think that we're, we're prescribed that our life has to go a certain way. And and all your family, right, is back in Houston. There's really nobody you moved to in Dallas. Correct.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say, if you ever want your family and your friends to visit you more, move to the beach. <laughs> because I'm telling you, from the moment that I moved in May, everyone was nice. They gave me May to settle in. June and July, it was Honestly, from June through probably this last week, um, I have had either somebody coming to see me or I had some travels thrown in there, um, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah. I mean, if you want to move, definitely. have. (laughs) I mean, if you want to have people come visit, you definitely move to the beach. Um, But yeah, I moved here completely with not a single. I knew one person and even and I haven't even seen her. So, you know, she was like an acquaintance, not necessarily somebody that I was like, you know, excited to come hang out with or anything. But I mean, it was ultimately I moved here with zero ties.
1: And, and so, I, I, didn't you kind of simplify a little bit prior to going out there? Did you get rid of certain things? I thought that that was something I saw on your Instagram story, like you were getting rid of things.
0: Yes. So, I completely, I came over to Destin with clothes, mm-hmm. which I purged a lot of. Um, and I'm still purging. You know, it. I, I'm telling <laughs> you, if you ever want to just, like, change your life around, just completely move to a whole new place, and then... Also, rent out your place, which requires you to only live with the essential things because it definitely will make you realize, I don't need half of the things that I have. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I purged pretty much everything. There were some things that I brought with me. I was fortunate enough. um, Obviously, this wouldn't be for everyone's situation, but I was fortunate enough to be moving into a condo that is owned by my parents and that was fully furnished. Um, So Mm, I live in our rental property. It was a rental property at first. um, And then, I mean, it it still is a rental property because I rent it out when I'm gone um, as an extra stream of income. Um, But yeah, so that was really it. I mean, I was able to purge everything. I sold my couch, my bed, dressers, all anything that was large furniture. And I, I moved over in just my little Audi SUV, my little Q3. <laughs> what could fit in there was what came with me.
1: That's it. That's it. I, and I love that story because I think it's a very like good example, figuratively, of what you have now have down there, right? Is that you you were able to get rid of a lot of the complexities or things that really, like you mentioned, right? The, the, the nightlife, you'd kind of outgrown it. And so there were certain things and elements there that you were just like, you know what? I don't want that anymore in my life. And you literally got rid of it and you moved to a place that you're like, you know what? This gives me much more satisfaction.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a good point to point out is a lot of people tell you to, you know, purge the the negative mindset and and the things and something that I had actually talked about the other day on a team call was a lot of people don't realize that the reason why they are not growing the way that they want is because of their environment. Mm-hmm. And I saw this the other day where it was like the analogy of like, if you put a shark in a eight foot tank, it's only going to grow up to, or yeah, I don't know if it was eight foot, but it was something along those lines. But you know, yes. it's, you put a shark in a, you know, a three foot tank. It's only going to get as big as three feet, you know, mm-hmm. if not Very even smaller, because it's going to need enough room to actually swim around. But if you put it in the ocean, it's going to get as long as eight feet, 10 feet, you know, and that's, A great example of sometimes you have to actually shed the physical um, things that you don't that no longer serve you, which may require you to leave a job that has left you unsatisfied, which, you know, I did. Or leave a business that you had outgrown, which was what I did with my wedding coordinating business. Or leave the environment that you've outgrown, which is what I did moving out of Houston, out of Texas, into Florida.
1: Yeah. Oh, and and there, there's such a so, – so one of the great things I think that is very wisdom on your part is you really trust your gut Right. So talk a little about that, because I feel like you you, you really listen to like your intuition a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you're not if it's not vibing with you, you 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 cut ties and you're like, OK, I'll do the next thing.
0: Yeah. So I will say that that is not something that I always did. It's not a trait that I always possessed. I used to really second guess my gut a lot, which I think is why I stayed in the environment that I did. Right. Mm. Like staying at a company for five years that in year two, I was looking to leave, you know, but it's just I think the number one thing about trusting your gut is you have to truly be doing what I like to call the inner work and the inner work is truly connecting with your with who you are deep down in your soul's purpose, because when you're distracted by your outside environment, if you're distracted by the opinions of others, it will cause you to second guess your gut and to second guess um, the vibes, you know, for lack of better words. Um, So really I feel like this, It was really a culmination of things, but it's things that I put into place. I put myself into seeing a therapist. Um, And I think that's something that I want to touch on a little bit is because a lot of people think that therapy is really only for people that are going through really crazy hardships, such as Mm -hmm. a divorce or, um, you know, parents getting divorced or Mm -hmm. some sort of trauma, Mm -hmm. right? But I went into therapy with really none of that, like all, all of us have our traumas and that was brought up, mm-hmm. but it was really something that I started to feel like I was losing myself because I had really gotten out of that corporate environment of that nine to five life where somebody was dictating my schedule and what I needed to do for almost six years to now being completely on my own. And that is something that if you are considering leaving and being your own boss, something that you're going to need to adjust to. And a lot of people don't realize how big of an adjustment that is. And so I went to therapy, which then taught me that it taught me things about like learning how to create boundaries, you know, because I used to not because my boundaries were created for me in that corporate environment, you know, because it was like, oh, I'm don't email me after five. Don't, you know, um, I can only go to certain people with certain questions, things like that. When you become when I became my own boss, I realized I had kind of thrown boundaries out of the window. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people could text me at 11 p.m. at night and I was helping them with work or conversations, you know, um, recommending products to people. And that started to take a toll on me. So, you know, long story short, um, that's really for me starting that and then really putting in the work and realizing what works you know really journaling kind of meditating really sitting with myself I think that's something that in Houston I didn't get a lot of was true time with myself I lived mm-hmm. alone but yeah. you know it was constantly hey let's go out here let's go here let's do this you know come over yes. um Whereas here, I do spend a lot of my time alone. I have been called a hermit um, <laughs> since I've moved here. Um, but it's necessary. you know. When you come from that environment of being distracted all of the time, there's so much peace and sitting in your own thoughts. You're going to run across a lot of negative thoughts and, and really rewiring your thinking is what leads you to trusting your gut. And I feel like now that is I'm very comfortable with being with myself, with trusting in my thoughts and trusting my gut and saying, you know what, this doesn't serve me. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to move forward.
1: Oh, it's so pow- powerful. Uh, you know, I noticed that when I was, a, when I was younger, uh, working in a, in a youth program, that the parents put the kids in so many extra activities outside of school. These kids were just all constantly exhausted, right? They had something mm-hmm. after single day Saturday already spoken for with extracurricular activities. Whether that uh, Sunday they didn't really have much free time because that was family time. All those, all these parents they did all these stressors for these youth. They wonder why their teens were like, were or, they, they wondered why their teens were always kind of on edge or or tired well it's because they they basically filled every waking moment with something without thinking of is this even valuable do they even want to be doing this
0: yeah and I think that that's something important too that a lot of people don't realize is that I mean a lot of these stressors and and boundaries or lack of boundaries start when you're younger you know um and I think that's why when those, those particular kids that, you know, where their schedule was dictated for them, you know, and they had all these extracurricular activities and whatnot, when they go to college and maybe they're not in extracurricular activities, that's when, like, it's almost like they're like a kid in a candy store to where they kind of almost, like, self-destruct <laughs> because they're like, I have all this freedom. I don't know what to do with it. And that, to me, was kind of how I felt once I left the corporate world was I have all of this freedom. I don't know what to do with it
1: <laughs> to where yeah. you
0: then start to not create boundaries for yourself. And you kind of pick up bad habits. Like there was, I wouldn't wake up until like 11 a.m. Yeah. But like, you know, like, it's just, you're like, well, Oh, I have the, all of this time. So I might, well, that's why well. so you'd
1: work to like, you know, 12 or you know 11 at night oh. because you, you pushed your, your start time so late.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Okay. So, so, so um, last thing, because I know a lot of people that, you know, my, my people listening, I know one of your dreams is to get out to Hawaii, but you're in Destin. Does that feel like, does that satisfy a little bit of that desire to be in Hawaii because you're so close to the beach? I mean, you, you're, you're, you're staring at it right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> that's actually a really, interesting thing and i think the biggest lesson that i've learned through this move is that sometimes you have these desires or these dreams or goals in front of that you know you've put in place for yourself but sometimes it's not going to work out exactly as you thought did mm-hmm. i i had literally put out you know 20 it was i think it was in 2014 or 2016 on facebook i still have the screenshot of it and it's me <laughs> asking where can I find a job where I where I am in a bikini 24/7 preferably on the beach with crystal blue waters. Yeah. And with that, you know, I didn't say it was going to be Hawaii. I didn't say a specific place. I just had always fixated myself on it being Oahu because that was my favorite place to travel to. Yeah. And now I will say that I am satisfied. Do so Is it still in my mind like, hey, maybe go out and live in Hawaii for like a couple months or, you know, or Mm -hmm. a year and see how it is? Definitely, because I have now realized within myself that I am, oh, you're getting a call, Um, (laughs) that I am, I just don't think I'm somebody that's like meant to stay in one spot forever. Um, I feel like I'm a traveler, a wanderer. and that my impact can be spread out um, in various different locations. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if Oahu is going to be in the picture or not. But I will say that this was this satisfies it. You know, aside from culture-wise, because that's a big part of Hawaii and Oahu that I really loved was the Hawaiian culture um, and the food. Um, I will say Dustin does not have the best food but it's okay.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel that the best thing I ever did for myself was letting go of the how. Yes. And really just giving in to, or like surrendering to letting it happen. I did mm. not ever think that Destin was going to be the place, but I did know it was going to be a beach that I was going to either live on, live across from, or have like Five minute driving access to.
1: Mm. That, that, that's, a, that's a perfect example, I think, of like adjusting your like your dreams or your vision for what you really want, right? I, I always like to, because when I was 12, I wanted a portion. Not when I was 10, I wanted a portion, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a,
1: that's a practical person. Now, again, at age, I probably didn't know how it was. Yeah. Back then, I wanted to be <laughs> classic shirt. Sure. Uh, I always like, yes, that, that there would always be heart problems. <laughs> but then, 12 years after, you know, um, basically high school, and I was like, that's way too much education. Like, like that's a waste of time to me. So, and and then, okay, that, that's still kind of the back of my mind. Then I got married. And then I started having kid after kid after kid. And that Porsche became more and more. And so that's yeah. where things change. Because now there isn't, I, I, I don't feel bad. I don't really have a desire to have a Porsche. I, although I do like it. It'd probably end up being like the fifth or sixth car in my family. Because I have a 16-year-old kid, right? He's got a car. Wife's got a car. I got a car. And then if we go, <laughs> if we go a little bit further, well, then I'll have another 16-year-old kid, right? And then I need another car, right? And so all of a sudden now it's like, the Porsche becomes completely irrelevant for what I truly want when I look at where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. And so, and so for my, my, the quote unquote, my Porsche for me might be giving my own sons a decent, reliable car better than the $800 car I had as a Honda Accord gold, uh, 1985, uh, back in 19, back in 1997. So wow. (laughs) So that's kind of, you know, that's where things I think are a little bit, you know, we need to adjust for that because to your point, right, it's, it was this idea of a beach, it was idea of blue water. Uh, because we do have beaches here in in Houston, that's probably why you said no no thanks to the beaches here. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's why <laughs> I specified blue crystal blue waters in that in that unknowing manifestation that I put out into the universe. That's why I was specific with it.
1: <laughs> I love it. So that's that that that's super insightful, and and I love that because I, I I think you're still in awe of that view almost every day. That this is hey, this is where I am. Like this is this is that screenshot.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, the other thing is that I think what I've learned also since moving here is like this, just the sense of gratitude that I don't feel like I was possessing when I was in Houston. Like, -hmm. you know, I would practice gratitude, but it would be almost when you start your inner work, when you start your personal development, a lot of it feels fake. It feels like a facade until Mm -hmm. you finally start to believe it. Um, but I feel like my sense of gratitude here is is just immensely different than my gratitude that I had in Houston. You know, it could be the simplest yeah. thing. Like I walk outside and there's not a wave today. You know, like the waves are super calm. I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm showcasing it on my Instagram, and you know, um, so I think that's another huge part too is that in in trusting your gut, you also have to have that gratitude for the things that you currently have. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge believer in that when you are grateful for what you currently have, it allows the universe um, to gift you with more. Right. Because like, like as with normal people, right. If your sons were like, Oh my gosh, dad, they, or your daughter, forgot about her, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, Dad, thank you so much for this. Then you're going to want to gift them with more because they are grateful. But when you're when you you know if you were to give them something, they're like, oh, I didn't want this or this isn't the way that I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Then you have that attitude of, well, then I don't want to give you anything else. You know, beggars can't be choosers, and so that's my outlook when it comes to the karmic energy you put out there, or the manifestations, or like the gratitude that you have when it comes the relationship you have with God the universe, whichever entity it is that you, you know, spiritually align with. You have to come from that place of gratitude because the more grateful that you are, the more blessings that come through.
1: I love that. Um, that attitude of gratitude can be powerful, especially when we start noticing some of those simple things, right, that are in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, cool. I I love this episode. We're coming up to a half hour. And so I know you and I are trying to be cognizant of the length of time in the podcast. So what I'd like to do next time is talk a little bit more about some of the manifestations that you're doing, because I think a lot of people hear them, they think, okay, that's kind of like voodoo, magic, bullcrap type stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a lot of power in it beyond like just not only just putting it down, Um, And I know this is uh, something that you're really into. So I want to talk about that because I think there's some really good elements people can implement into their life very simply just by changing their perspective. And really, it's changing their mind on how they're reacting with their surroundings.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, that's actually one of my favorite topics to talk about. So I am excited to do that episode and talk to you more about it.
1: Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, Sherm's out.
0: Yes. Thank you, guys. See you on the next one.